Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. What is poppin' Fantasy Champs? I got my bubbly. I got Rick on the other side of the screen. We got football this weekend. And it was yes, so, so glorious. Hey, you know what? Um, Emotional 9-11 tribute, leaning into the national anthem, leaning into pro football. Mm-hmm. <sighs> you know, I miss the little things, like how crappy I feel Sunday night from sitting on, on the couch the entire day. <laughs> Trying to watch seven football games at once. Yeah. I literally think I took, um, you know, on a typical day, I probably take about 25,000 steps a day because I'm active. But um, yesterday, I don't think I hit 1,000. Um, no, nah, I probably. Well, actually, you know, I, I watched the Patriots at pace. You know you know how I do. Yeah, well, you you, you actually uh, got a workout. Like 17,000 steps for me. <laughs> I just, I was like just laying on the couch, not moving. For about 10 straight hours. And it was awesome. Yikes. Um, It was awesome. It was pretty glorious. Um, Anyway, welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Morgan Colby. I got Rick Lemon on the other side of the screen, as I said earlier. Uh, And we are going to... I don't know that we're going to... I would love to sit here and break down week one. That would be fun. Mm -hmm. But we have to get you ready for week two. So we're going to jump right into our waiver wire show today. Um, And maybe we'll we'll go into uh, right before we do waiver wire... Um, some things that we noticed about week one. Um, sure. But anyway, yeah, so welcome. Before we jump into all that, check out, check out our website, fanschampions.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Just type the FF Champs in, the Fantasy Champions, whatever. You'll find us. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any other podcasting platforms, leave a review and share this podcast with your friends. If you're on YouTube, subscribe. Get us to 300 and then get us to 500 before the season ends. We got, uh, what, February? I guess we can say till February. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you're watching, uh, uh, wow! If you click the bell for notifications, you'll get noti- you'll get notified whenever we post a video. You like and comment down below. Um, just just something you were right on. Comment something you were right on in week one. Take a week one victory lap in the comments. Week one victory laps are honestly so fun. They really are until you're wrong in week two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I guess zero Rick points. probably ran. Well, no. He didn't run. He sat on his butt in his apartment, <laughs> keeping those step totals down because it's Sunday. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he probably had some exciting. His heart rate went up when he saw Corey Davis get twenty four. Sure. Oh points. gosh, dude! Uh, I actually like. PR. I cheered when the Patriots scored, and nothing involving fantasy. Right. I didn't cheer for anything when Corey Davis scored. I got up, started clapping, and was like, "Let's go." I got lit. <laughs> I uh, I I won't lie. If you go to my you... Twitter page, it really isn't a Mac Jones fan page. It's a fantasy football account, um, but it says Mac Jones fan page at the top. So I just want to clarify that I am a Mac Jones fan, um, and it's not because I'm a Pat's homer. I would have rooted for him no matter where he went. Yes, yeah. I would have been on the thing. start Mac over Jimmy Garoppolo train if he went number three. I, I don't even think I could do that. Either way. Jimmy's my um, guy. Jimmy is my guy. I don't know if I could do that to Jimmy either. Uh, but 
Um, yeah, I, I almost jumped out of my pants when I saw Mac Jones throw a touchdown. I was like, thank God we got that out of the way. Oh, yeah. <sighs> but either time. way, it was a fun week. Uh, Fantasy-wise, uh, is there anything that you want to note on the week before we jump into waivers? Oh, my gosh. there's. I The problem with that is there's so much we could talk about. You could talk about um, Trevor Lawrence's three picks. Yeah. I mean, you rookie quarterbacks look like rookie Zach quarterbacks. Zach Wilson having 400 bruises all over his body. He's just a giant That was tough, yeah. We could talk about overreactions and people uh, maybe even underreacting to players, but more so overreactions. Like... Um, <laughs> Saquon having a bad game. Tried like, really hard not that. to take a Kyle Pitts victory lap. You should have. I should have, but I know those eight targets are going to come back to bite me in week Honestly, two. Honestly, too, like, there was definitely some things I got wrong, but compared yeah. to last year, I think week one, pretty good. start the year, was pretty good, yeah. Yeah, we did all right. For both of us, yeah. Um, I thought it was interesting that uh, the bulk of the end zone target share for Jameis Winston uh, did not go to Marquez Callaway. Didn't go to Deontay Harris, yeah. their other wide receiver on the very limited depth chart they have. It wasn't even Traquan Smith, who didn't even play in this game. Not sure why. Mm-hmm. Um, it literally went to some guy named Juwan Johnson. Yeah, I couldn't have told who? you was going to be anywhere near fantasy <laughs> line. Uh, not not near fantasy lands, but anywhere near. Uh, so the I, top I did of hear the tight end rankings. Super the deep leagues were saying to pick him up because he's a good pass catching tight end and yeah. he will have opportunity. Mm-hmm. But and those people are taking massive victory laps, which fair enough, as you should. But I just want to remind everyone that Adam Trotman did have more targets. Just to keep that in mind. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> they don't have anyone to target anyway. So no, that's, they don't. That's fair. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think uh, the rookies looked like rookies, except for Mac. <laughs> Rookie running backs, not great, but no. I think we could have told you that other than Najee. Najee Harris. Although Elijah Mitchell did play well. Uh, um, Javante. I saw this on the, the... I haven't looked at snap share totals, but um, mm-hmm. I know I, I have to look at the snap count totals because why not? But um, I know Melvin had 11 rushes, 101 yards, touchdown. Uh, Melvin Gordon. To be fair, it was like he had like an 80-yard touchdown. <laughs> so other than that, he's not good. Javante, uh, Javante Williams had um, 14 carries, so I don't know if that means anything. Yeah. I think a lot of that was at the end of the game, though. Okay. But, yeah, he they, it was a complete split. It was like 50-50. I'm going to have to go to half PPR because I'm totally going to say wrong the wrong stats. Um, we haven't talked about Thursday night football, by the way. Um, I did want to reference uh, Rob Gronkowski. I, I don't want to buy in. But he looks different. I'm not going to lie. He did look he looks much better. And younger. I'm not talking about the stats. He right? looks fresh. Exactly, yeah. Uh, he he looked, looks better than he did last year. He looks like Gronk from 2017. I still am not going to buy into Yeah, I, I will agree with that. But if he looks like that Gronk all year, he might be a top three tight end again. Um, I don't know if don't, that's going to happen. Don't, so. don't, don't say that. Don't say it's, that. A, it's a hot take. It's a, I'm not predicting it. I'm just saying if he plays like that. Sure. I'm not even right. talking about the stat line or the two touchdowns. I'm just talking about how he ran routes, how he got himself into the game, like how he was playing. He played younger. He played more fresh. He was blocking better. Everything was better about Gronk. He just looked better in this game than he did last year. So I don't know if that's just one game or if it's a trend. We'll see if it's a trend. If it is, uh, Gronk might be a steal, and I don't want to say that out loud. <laughs> yeah, don't. I would um. 
I'm not going to go there yet. <laughs> I got to see more. So anyway, Especially because I had Gronk as like my tight end 18. So Yeah, that's fair. And right now he's tight end, uh, tight end one, I believe, in half PPR. Yeah. No, no, no. Kelsey is a thing. And in half PPR, Gronk yeah. is number one. He is? Yes, sir. At PPR, he oh, is number one. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Just two tidies. I might have for, to eat my uh, words on that one. Two tra- for Travis Kelsey. We'll um, see how anyway, that goes. So let's let's talk about some waiver wire ads for the week. We'll jump into that now that we're eight minutes for fifty four mm-hmm. seconds. We just had to talk about some of the week. We literally probably should just hit record when me and Rick are talking pre show and just post it. Yeah, honestly. Um, but either way, so we're gonna start off with the quarterbacks. We'll move to the running backs um, and just talk about some guys, wide receivers, tight ends. You know, you know the plan. Um, if you watched last year, if you haven't watched, we're just going to go through every position and tell you to pick up. Except for defense and kickers. Like, get out of here with that. It's a waste of time. Right. Um, actually, you know, Rick, you didn't do any research, but I'll give you the whole show. Next 15 minutes to go find okay, a good. defense of the week. <laughs> to a defense to add? Yeah, of the week. Just go find one. And then I'll go pick okay. them up over you. I got uh, you. In the home league. Do you do my research and then I'll just go. You just seem to do better with defenses than I do. My defenses always blow. The Chargers were looking Chargers like a terrible okay. pickup. Like ten points. Yeah, I know, but it was looking like a terrible pickup until freaking uh, what was Fitzpatrick. it? Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick broke his hip, and then uh, that. By the way, that's such a, like a forty-year-old man thing to do. Mm-hmm. I love you. I, it's a terrible thing for Fitzpatrick, but like, boy, he he hurt his hip. It feels like you walk down the stairs and go, oh, my hip. My hip went again. It's like I threw my back out. Okay. All right. Very old man. But anyway, so let's start off with the quarterback position. I think the clear number one guy, not because he's the number one guy on the list that I have in front of me, but I think for me, the clear number one guy is Jameis Winston. I think they, they need to go out and add another receiver to the wide receiver core in a trade. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, I know a football team who actually won this weekend, surprisingly, because um, Urban Meyer is a complete joke. Uh, but Houston has said that they want to trade away some some veterans, right? Said that a couple weeks ago. Brandon Cooks, I would consider as a veteran. He's played in New Orleans. You can go grab him probably for the cheap. Oh, get Jameis and get some Jameis and, and Brandon Cooks action going at you. Uh, they need a receiver badly, though, because he was not throwing it to the receivers pretty much at all. No, it was like uh, the Lions. Alvin Kamara and the tight ends were getting targeted, and that's about it. Um, but he did throw five touchdowns. New Orleans put him in a really good position to score. I think he's not always going to get 150 passing yards in a game. No. So there is some. there's a little bit of trepidation for me on the Jameis Winston front, uh, adding him at this point. Just because of the fact that we didn't see the passing yardage, it there was there's really no proof to me that he moved the ball down the field effectively from the twenty to the twenty. You know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. So it's like we have to see that more in the future. But right now, I I would not have a problem adding him uh, as a as an option moving forward. Um, he definitely can become a streaming option against really good matchups, and there could be. I'm not saying a breakout, but you want to snag a guy who possibly could break out after a good week one performance now, um, as opposed to later in the season. So James Winston's my number one guy. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I don't think it's um 
you know, if you look at the quarterbacks on this list, it's Winston to uh, Roethlisberger, Mac mm-hmm. Jones, Teddy Bridgewater, Sam Darnold. Yeah. These guys are all like had okay weeks and they're probably going to continue to have just okay weeks. Right. And like none of these guys, they might have an occasional 30 point game, but none of these guys are like real quarterbacks that you're looking you're to start me you don't with. want Taylor uh, Heineke? Um, you know, as as hard as that is the pass up, I think I would have you're gonna, to. You're going to have to say no. But um, Winston, on the other hand, I think could have starting potential week to week because, yeah, he's yeah. not going to throw five touchdowns, obviously, every week, but he's also not going to throw the ball. I think he also had what, 170 yards, yards or whatever. Um, somewhere around 40. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he had 37, 37 rushing yards. Yeah. So that's pretty good. Um, but, yeah, he, only, he also only threw the ball 20 times, I think, in games that are closer where they're not absolutely destroying a team. Um, he'll throw the ball more. So mm-hmm. I think Winston has potential to be a week to week starter. Uh, and we talked about that in the off season as like a deep play. If he ends if, up being if he the starter being the on starter, the Saints. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So also helping that freak out of Alvin Kamara. Now with the right. <laughs> That's true. I don't, I didn't know, um, I don't know where he finished Alvin Kamara. Dude, I think anyway. my boy, Adam Trotman had the most targets on the on team. The team? Yeah, me. either him or Kamara. Oh my god, that's right because he threw twenty passes. Yeah, he had six targets. So interesting. Oh my word, he um, almost he almost command he commanded probably forty percent of the passing reps. Right, that's interesting. Oh wow! Uh, now that might be that might hurt him, Winston, for the next few weeks. Is just like yeah. the receiving core. Like when does said. Michael Thomas get? Back? Um, I think Michael Thomas is out like the first four weeks. Okay. I'm gonna so not up. too bad, but they have the Panthers who look good on defense, the Patriots who are good in defense, and then the Giants. So yeah, I don't know that. And even Washington, that. like so, it's kind of tough matchups. I think the Giants would be okay, um, and even the Panthers. We'll see. I mean, it but says he, he has an okay schedule, and if all the tough games are front loaded, yeah, um, then that could be that could be. Useful. He's worth a pickup, right? Yes, worth a pickup. Definitely worth a pickup. Um, even if I don't know, I don't. Who's he playing next week? Did you say that? Uh, Panthers, I think. Carolina? Yeah, that's a that's an okay matchup to play him. Yeah. Um, he's on the PUP list. So he Ooh, will Michael be Thomas. ineligible to return before week eight. So Michael Thomas? Out, Michael Thomas. He's going to be out for seven weeks. So his, his earliest oh, return date was... is against the Buccaneers in week eight. So he's going really? for a little bit. Yeah. That's interesting. So we'll have to see. I mean, like I said, this this also could be one of those good, um, you know, you add him now and then he could have some really good weeks, some off and on weeks. But by the time you get Michael Thomas back, it could be a, a good late mm-hmm. season ad. Um, but either way, uh, Tua Tungavailoa and number two, I watched, you know, as a, as a New England Patriots fan, had a bad day. Um, but I watched wow. Tua the whole game. Um, he did good. He, he had moments and then he had you no... Know, he had some he had some good moments, he had some bad moments. And I think mm-hmm. I expected Tua to be this really like if if you're gonna break out as a quarterback, I'm not saying that you can't break out as a quarterback if it doesn't happen in week one, but I will say it's gonna be tough. If what from what I saw yesterday, and that's the best defense uh-huh. that's probably one of the best defenses. I was, well, I was just gonna say yeah. So we'll see. But if that's what you get out of Tua all season long, I don't see. I see for for the Miami Dolphins, that's great, great news, great for them. But uh, if this is what you get out of Tua all season long, fantasy wise, uh, 
there really doesn't seem to be a whole lot of upside for me. If if Tua Tungavailoa, though, is on your waiver wire, I would say pick him up because I believe that there is a chance that if he, I think he has probably an even greater chance of breaking out than Jameis Winston does, if we're being honest. Um, he was getting drafted in like the 14th round. So if yeah. he's on your waiver wire, like I would just add him. And let no, him I would too. I, I mean, for, for a few weeks. Yeah. He, his schedule's pretty easy, actually. Uh, New England might be the hardest defense he's going to face for the next like 10 weeks. <laughs> I mean, he has Buffalo, yeah. the Raiders, the Colts. The, the Buccaneers are tough. That might be the toughest one. But then he has Jacksonville, mm-hmm. Atlanta, Buffalo yeah, again, Houston. Baltimore, which kind of, that's a tough one. And then the Jets. So, like, there's two tough games for his next, like, eight games, pretty much, before the bye week. Yeah. Um, that's pretty good. <laughs> that's pretty good. We'll see how he does week to week. But putting up 18, if you're just looking at it from a fantasy perspective, right. putting up 18 against New England isn't that bad. Isn't bad. I mean, no, if he's not bad at all. He can put up 20 a week. Like, I don't think he's going to be um, – a QB, a high end QB one by any means, but he, if he can be just consistent, like 20 finish points a week kind of player, which I think is possible with this easy schedule. I mean, we'll see how it goes, but I think he's a hundred percent worth a pickup. I would say Winston. I don't know. It, it's, it is actually close between him and Winston, but I will say, um, um yeah, it is. I, I'll agree. It is, it is close, but, um, he doesn't really provide much of a rushing floor either. No, he doesn't. Yeah. So, um, and they just didn't move the ball a lot. And, you know, I mean, we, we talked about, didn't we have two on a sit list this week? We did. Yeah. Um, so we talked about how Tua was playing new England and it wasn't going to be a tough, it was going to be a tough matchup. So uh, clearly, you know, that held up. What did you say? He had 18. Yeah. 18. Are you looking points. in our five point touchdown league or. Oh, I might be. Okay. Um, cause I was just, I, I have it open on uh fantasy pros. And yeah. He had 17. Up. Okay. Yeah. So, a- uh, yeah. So it's not a great week, but. And he doesn't provide a great rushing floor. So, I mean, there's some things mm-hmm. to add into that, but definitely worth an add at this point. We'll see as the season goes along if it's somebody. We'll let you know if you should drop him. <laughs> um, right. Outside of that, I don't see any other quarterback ads. Like, there might be some streaming options here with Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, Bridgewater had an okay game. I don't know if it's streamable. Um, we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll get back to you if he's a streamable option. And then the rest of these guys really aren't that great. I think Tyrod had an okay game. Tyrod actually had a good game, but it was against Jacksonville. So, I mean, (laughs) if he's going to have a good game. Uh, I would say no. I'm going to pass on that. I'm going to pass on Tyrod for right now. Um, So, yeah, uh, unless you have any more quarterbacks, we'll move on. No, we can move on. Um, At the running back position, I think the resounding pickup for me is got to be Elijah Mitchell. Mm -hmm. Um, You have a report coming out right before we even started podcasting that said, uh, Raheem Mostert's going to be out, um, what was it, eight weeks? Eight weeks. So he's going to be gone for eight weeks. Eliza Mitchell is coming in as, I would say, the <laughs> he he came in yesterday as as the feature running back. Um, he's only owned in four, 4% of the league. I was going to say 14. That would, <laughs> that would be very wrong. Um, but 4% <laughs> of leagues he's owned in. Uh-huh. This could be, and we'll see with Mostert, because Mostert is going to be He's going to come back eventually. And to all these people who think that the guy they just stuck on the bench and basically redshirted his first game, <laughs> he's going to come in and start for San Francisco? No, that's not going to happen. Unless it was an injury or something. Eliza Mitchell is going to start for San Francisco. I would pick him up. In a barren landscape of running backs on your waiver wire, you have to get Eliza Mitchell. 
on your team. Like there is no Absolutely. two ways about it. And he's um he's he's really good. So and I, I forgot that he was a rookie. I thought he was a second year guy, but either way. Um they got him in the sixth round. So here we go. <laughs> here we go with another James Robinson. Um, yeah. I don't like I said, this he you know, Mostert's only out for eight weeks and that backfield for San Francisco is a rotation. Um, so it really could be any, like next week, it might be Jermichael Hasty. Mm-hmm. You know, the week following, hey, Tra- maybe Trey Sermon gets some reps and he right. has a good, has a good practice. And all of a sudden, he's the starter. Right. And so it's like anything can happen in San Francisco, but <sighs> I would, I would spend some good money on Eliza Mitchell to get him. I would too. And I think he's clearly the top running back, but mm-hmm. I do want to say this for anyone that owned any, 49ers running backs last season mm-hmm. knows the situation that we're in this year. And I think knows <sighs> how Kyle Shanahan yeah. uses running backs and it's disgusting. Um, last year there was weeks where Jared McKinnon mm-hmm. was the top running back. He would say Jared McKinnon is getting, getting a workhorse level play this week yeah. and then benched him and didn't, didn't even play. like he was active and did not play or had one carry, Yikes. a single carry. And Michael Hasty had like 20 plus. Mm. And then I, I think Tevin Coleman was still on the team last year, had some big games. Raheem Mostert, like they used all four, all four of their running backs last year, mm. had RB1 games. Like there was a week where he used them as the RB1 just to you, just to like try it or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. But we'll see that and there's going to be eight weeks where it's just Mitchell and Trey Sermon, and we'll see if they bring in a running back. Um, yeah, I doubt they do. Knows, they already had five I doubt on the roster, they, so. Well, yeah. Well, they did cut a few guys. I think with with uh, Moster out, five. I think it's just Hasty, Sermon, and uh, Mitchell. Okay. I thought there but, was um, one other guy they might have had. But. There, might, there might be one more guy. But either way, I don't think he'd be used. Okay. Um, how much money? But yeah, no, Mitchell. And how many... How much... Um, fab, like, how much money can I give up? Essentially, let's just say you have two hundred bucks. Okay. Um, it kind of so this will depend on your team. If you're desperate for a running back, I'd put half of it. I really would. If you're really desperate for, because you're not going to get this opportunity again, mm-hmm. or it doesn't seem like it, especially if teams have their handcuffs. Um, you could just use a sp- uh, percentage if you want. So fifty percent is what you would. Yeah, do. maybe a little un- under fifty percent. Okay. Maybe like 40%, but yeah, I would use a lot. Uh, but if you don't need a running back and you're kind of good at running back, I wouldn't go nearly as much. I'd probably look at like, if you would say 40%, if you need one, and then probably like 20, 25 if you, if don't. you don't. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, and then the only other guy on the running back list right now that I would add is Mark Ingram. Um, I know. It's gross. It's disgusting. It's horrible. It's Houston. But you What'd know you- what? 27 whole carries. <laughs> That Funny. is true. Okay. I don't know if I told you this. I should have aired it out on the podcast, but I saw the depth chart for this football team. And you know where David Johnson was? He was third. You know where Philip Lindsay was? He was number two. And I told you Mark Ingram was number one. And, and Houston had, used him as the number that's one. That's how they used him. They used Yikes. Lindsay was second and David Johnson was third. I thought this guy was going to be relegated to as the to the third running back spot, and I, I was wrong about that. But I think it was funny that I saw him number one on the depth chart. Mark Ingram comes in, not spending a lot of waiver budget. I would say, no. like I said, needy. There's a lot of running back needy teams. So if you want to go out and do it, I would because I still don't know what Houston's doing. I don't think anybody does, but ten percent is probably what I would be okay with. I just want to say he had 26 touches, but only had 85 yards. 
Yes, against disgusting. against against Jacksonville. But I don't think it's going to get any better, and I don't think David Johnson or any other the running backs could do better. Like <laughs> Philip Lindsay, you could make an argument, but I don't think he's holding up on twenty seven carries. No, but I don't know. I I just investing in Mark Ingram is just so gross to me. But it's probably not a bad pickup. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't spend any money on this guy, but I mean Carlos Hyde did have more carries than James Robinson, which is again Ur- Urban Meyer is a so stupid. Head. And I yeah. could talk about him for 20 plus minutes yeah. and that situation, but I'm not going to, but yeah, Carlos side. Um, and then if you obviously Tony Jones played good yeah. for the saints, if you have Kamara as a handcuff and that's pretty much it. All right. Um, the number one guy on this list that we have right now is owned in 51% of the leagues. Um, if Defonte Parker's on your waiver wire, he should be on a team. Yeah. So but if, just yeah, go check your waiver wire and add Devontae Parker. I don't really want to be get fair though. Will Fuller's coming back. As well, we're talking well, about wide receivers, like, by the way, didn't even advance the yeah, conversation. Go ahead. Now I'm talking about receivers. Um, I was going to say like with Will Fuller coming back, is Parker even going to, I don't know. I, he's still worth being owned. Don't yeah. get me wrong, but how good is he going to be? We'll see. Yeah. Um, as far as the other wide receivers, I would say really quickly, um, I just can't. I can't buy into Christian Kirk. I can't do it. I can't. I would. I'm just gonna leave him alone. Um, Rieger, yes. Yeah, uh, he should have been drafted. Rieger. He should have been drafted. Uh, but if he's late done, round pick, go get him. Rondale Moore, deeper play. Don't think you're gonna start mm-hmm. him first week. But I don't think if you're if you're picking up a wide receiver, there's a good ch- chance that you have a lot of good guys. I mean, I know uh, we lost Jerry Judy this week, so you might be want mm-hmm. you might want to head to the waiver wire and pick up some guys. Rondale, if he's available, is not a bad add. Nelson Aguilar, what do you get? Seven targets? Yeah, Aguilar, Aguilar was pretty decent. Um, and then I would say after that, Gabe Davis had an okay game. Um, Van Jefferson had a couple of targets. He caught that big touchdown early in the game for Los Angeles, but that just might be a big flash play. Um, I don't think there's much there. Didn't they sign a stretch play, a stretch field guy similar to Brandon Cooks in the offseason? forgot his name. Wait, for who? The Los Angeles Rams. Uh, yeah, Deshaun Jackson, bro. Deshaun Jackson. All right. Is he actually playing or is he hurt? Yeah, he had like four catches. Okay. All right. Catches. So, but Van Jefferson comes in uh, and he caught. So, I, I mean, keep, I would say keep an eye on Van Jefferson, keep an eye on Gabe Davis, keep an eye on Sterling Shepard. Um, and Van then, Jefferson, yeah. I mean, he had a first, first offensive play of the game. Mm-hmm. He had like a 70 yard touchdown or something like that. But then after that, he had two targets for and one catch for like ten yards. So. Um, okay. I mean, I would still keep an eye on him because he's the deep play threat. I think the main deep play threat. But yeah. I don't. I wouldn't go crazy. Honestly, there, so. I would say if these guys are on your waiver wire, I pick them up: Parker, Rieger, Moore, Aguilar, and then keep an eye on Shepard, Gabe mm-hmm. Davis, Van Jefferson, and then one other guy I'm intrigued by. I want to get your thoughts on uh, Cedric Wilson. For Dallas, Michael Gallup is out for a little bit yeah. with an ankle injury. Yeah. Um, it seems like they wanted to get him on the field and use him a little bit. Cedric had, I think, four or five targets or something like that in the game. Mm-hmm. Not representative of a full game, but do you think he could play the Michael Gallup role for the time being? Yeah, I think I think it's possible. I would consider adding him. Um, okay. He's not going to do anything crazy for you, and it'll only be a couple weeks. But, yeah, I think he could be a decent flex. Is there anyone maybe. else that you're – Intrigued by on the um, receiver chart. Did you say Gabe Davis already? I said Gabe Davis is a guy I want to watch. Yeah, I think I think he should be owned. But again, Gabe Davis is not someone. There's too many targets on that team. 
I mean, they run five wide really. the whole game. They do. Buffalo is such a one-dimensional offense at this point, and I'm like, I don't, I don't think, think they're gonna. I don't think. I don't know, man. I think Buffalo might be slightly overrated. <laughs> they are. They. I mean, they have Pittsburgh. No they have no running game. They lost to Pittsburgh, um, dude. Pittsburgh isn't that bad, though. I mean, they could be a playoff team. Anyway, yeah, Gabe Davis, I would definitely consider. Okay. Um, Tim Patrick is super gross, but with Judy out, I, I feel think- like KJ Hamler or Tim Patrick could end up being in the same conversation, though. Like, yeah, exactly, I feel like it's yeah. going to be like a early season Devin Azigbo, Reichwald Armstead argument last year in Jacksonville, where people are fighting over these two guys, and then it only ends up being one of them. Right. So, I mean, I don't know. That's why I'm kind of like I, I'm willing to watch the guy, but I'm not. I don't know if I'm willing. No, to watch no, no. That that that's totally fair because it's kind of gross. Um, and KJ mm-hmm. Hamler, I know. I don't know if he had a huge mm-hmm. game. Let's see. He had, yeah, he had seven fantasy points. Um, but he did have a play in the end zone mm-hmm. where it was a perfect throw from Teddy Bridgewater, and it hit Hamler in like the helmet, and he dropped it. <laughs> It would have been like a 60-yard touchdown. But <laughs> other than that one play... So like DK he, Metcalf? Yeah, yeah, it was like that. Oh, okay. But um, you saw like the upside. So Hamler mm-hmm. might end up actually scoring more fans points than Tim Patrick. But they each, ha- they each had four targets. So it's like, yeah. do you really want to <laughs> take a right. flyer on that? Right. Uh, is there any more wide receivers you want to talk about? No, we can move on. Okay. Tight ends, and then Rick will give his defense of the week. Um there is really no tight ends at this point. Um, Komet, definitely, I would say 100% yes, add him um, mm-hmm. if you need a tight end. Um, I don't. I would say I no. can't wait for – I mean, I, I, I never want to say, like, I can't wait for this person to retire because it's kind of messed up. But I can't wait for Jimmy Graham to not be on the Bears just for Cole Komet's sake. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, uh, and then you're going to see Juwan Johnson out here on the waiver wire, and you're going to get sweaty, and you're going to be wanting him, and you're going to say, two touchdowns? Oh, um, he had three catches in the whole game, and two of them were touchdowns. And that percentage is is I don't know. Last time I checked, probably going to drop <laughs> the touchdown rate there. It's like touch. He catches a touchdown on like eighty plus percent of his uh, catches. Yeah, that's <laughs> uh, I would say the, you're picking up the wrong New Orleans tight end, um, Adam Trotman. I don't know his own percentage, uh, but if he's available in your league, uh, I would go pick him up. Um, I think he is the tight end to get. I think while everyone's getting Juwan Johnson, you need to go out and get Adam Trotman. Um, mm-hmm. Outside of that, I don't. Dalton Schultz had some interesting moments for Dallas, for sure. I just feel like there's too many options for target share in Dallas, and I don't think that um, Dak is going to throw it that much every single game. I think he's going to throw it a lot this year. Don't get me wrong. He's 650 times probably, but... I don't think they're going to throw 58 times or 59 times <laughs> this Sunday against whoever they're playing. So he's interesting. Um, but outside of that, I'm not really excited about any of the tight ends. Yeah. The tight ends are kind of gross. Uh, Jer- Ever- I've heard of so many people talking about Gerald Everett this week because um, he scored a touchdown. And even I was like, oh, okay. And then I looked at his numbers. He had two targets. Um, so, like, let's calm down. Yeah. Yes. Cole Komet definitely um, looked to. I thought he looked really good, actually. Yeah. Um, but it's just with Jimmy Graham there, I don't know what his ceiling is, but he should be worth an ad. Other than that, though, yeah, I'm not crazy about anything. Um, all right, Rick, you had your whole show. 
to talk about this. Defense of the week. Yeah. All right. So I are we talking about who to add? Yeah. I would put two. I think um, the Broncos. But if you're streaming probably, defenses, who are you streaming, boss? Yeah, the Broncos defense is probably available this week. They're playing the Jaguars. I, I think Trevor Lawrence um, will throw a touchdown or two, but that offense is still kind of a mess. There'll be a lot of turnovers, a lot of sacks. Will, tre- um, will Trevor Lawrence break the rookie record for interceptions? If for some reason the Patriots defense is available, pick them up against the Jets. That's going to be disgusting. Yeah. Um, and I think kind of a one that people might not love based on week one is Brown's defense versus Houston Texans because the Texans played so good and the Brown's defense wasn't, but the Brown's defense played the chiefs and the Texans played the Jaguars. I think they come back mm-hmm. down to earth and the Browns have a good game this week. Uh, yeah. I'm going to say the Browns have a great game. That's a good pickup. I'm yeah. still hating on Houston. So right. That's Me too. Hey, if Houston comes out and plays well though, two weeks in a row, we got to give them a new. Oh, we got to We got to give them props. We have yeah. to give them props. There's no there's no other two ways about it. Um, sure. so there you go. Waiver wire ads for week two. We're jumping into week two already, friends. Fully into the season. We'll talk to you tomorrow, guys. See you guys later. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.